Hey friends, this is Rob, and welcome to question number 71. How does Wolfpack keep their voice on a dial? It's my conversation with Corey Wong and Kevin Gastanway. Why am I saying his name all weird like that, Kevin Gastanway? Uh, man, that name just makes me want to, I just want to sing that name. Uh, hey, I am currently in Austin, Texas, in a green room. I literally stepped off stage about five minutes ago, and now I'm back up here, and I realize I'm going through I'm going through uh, my schedule for this next week, and I realized, oh, I did not record. I forgot to do this superficial opener for the podcast. Uh, I, rec- I recorded the intro with Sarah... Uh, last week uh but i've been mean i've been like sitting by the way i've been sitting on this episode for weeks now we recorded it uh, almost a month ago and i've been just putting out you know just you know how it goes you know how it goes first i first of all i want to say i'm really pumped about it i am a massive fan of both these guys Corey is a crushing guitar player composer just a brilliant musician and equally so is kevin gastanway who is an amazing keyboard playist uh uh, that'll make sense uh, later on the intro but before we dive into this i just want to say that both of them are on tour with Corey wong's solo project so check this out let me hold on i got my laptop in front of me here november 11th through the 23rd if you are in europe they're playing Mannheim, germany berlin italy a bunch of shows in italy netherlands uh, amsterdam netherlands are you kidding me oh my gosh that sounds like a freaking blast playing a show i was just in amsterdam if you've been following along with the podcast uh and I haven't made music there, but that sounds like a freaking blast. November 29th, for all my listeners in Minneapolis, my hometown, they are playing First Avenue on the 29th, uh, January 7th. They're in Miami, Florida, Kansas City, St. Louis, Missouri, Indianapolis, Nashville, Asheville, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Brooklyn, New York, Washington, D.C., Boston, Massachusetts, Toronto, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Michigan, Chicago, Glasgow, Manchester, London, Bristol, Cork, holy shit, Dublin, Phoenix, Arizona, and Okaboji, Okehobie, I think it's Okehobie, Florida, holy crap, if you are, if you are in the universe uh, over the, if you are alive and existing in the universe over the next year, Corey Wong and Kevin Gastonway are going to be playing in your city. So pick up tickets if you want to check them out. I listen. Go support the music. Buy everything on uh, Corey's website, CoreyWongMusic.com uh, slash tour to check out dates, get your tickets, and uh, what else do I want to say? Oh yeah, I think if you stick around to the very end of this podcast, I'm going to play a single a single song from Corey Wong's latest release and that's saying something. I say latest release because it's, I'm Corey puts out so much music lately uh, that I mean by by the time I put this out in a couple days he'll probably have released like two or three more albums. But I'm going to uh, we're going to play a song. Corey, thanks for letting us uh, play one of your singles here on the podcast. And I am so here. Listen, I'm so pumped about this conversation. We recorded it while driving to a session from. We were driving from Minneapolis to Wisconsin. With the three of us, were playing a session, and we did it on the road. It was a blast. I'm a big fan of these two. I'm that we started. I hit record on this conversation literally 25 minutes after uh, really having my first conversation with Kevin. So this is a blast. I hope you enjoy, and as the great Pete Holmes always says at the beginning of his podcasts, let's get into it. What is it? What else does he say? Keep it crispy. Let's keep it crispy and get into it. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. Why do you ask me? Talking to me? Who are you? Pop quiz, hot 
shot For those of you joining us for the first time, my name is Rob Morgan, and for the past decade, I've been traveling the world as a bassist and music director. This is my podcast, where I sit down over drinks on location with intriguing people I've met to try and get past what it is they do, to find out who they are, why they do it, and what I can learn from them. I'm joined by my wife, Sarah. I'm here. I'm I, over here. I I'm still over here. listen. I am so glad we don't have to deal with sponsors on this podcast, or else I would have to tell you that Guinness is. Guinness is the greatest liquid on the face of the earth. In fact, it is your bathing liquid of choice. It is. Wednesday, today is, we're recording this uh, podcast on a, by the way, as I'm talking, do you want to fill? Do you want to crack open a Guinness? Are we we splitting this one? Yeah, we can split it. Uh, Wednesdays are usually my Guinness bathing days. Uh, I usually grab about oh, two, three hundred pints of Guinness, fill oh up the bathtub. God. And then, of course, we drink it because we would uh, not want to waste no. that. Uh, cold, it's the new thing. I like to take a hot sauna. Uh, and, you know, cold showers are super trendy right now, so I'll do a, uh, a quick shock the system with an ice-cold ice Guinness bath. Uh, I usually bring a straw in with me or a Nanak pint glass, do a little dipping into the bath and call it good. Two for one. So gross. Or magical. It is. There you are, sir. Today is, it's Monday, right? Yes. Yes. We are recording this intro because, man, I feel like I haven't done, I took a couple weeks off of the podcast just kind of recenter. We uh, the last thing that we did I did on the podcast was the Curious Endeavor Amsterdam uh, series mm. for our trip, and I got back. And the second I got back, uh, the second we got back from Amsterdam, both of us got hit with this massive like post trip cold. I wouldn't say it was massive. For a it cold. knocked us out like three full days. No, on the scale of colds, it was pretty minor. On a scale of non-existent because we have to contact my relatives Uh, where would you where would you put it near the bottom (laughs) oh my gosh i am such a big i am a bigger baby when it comes to being sick than you are for sure uh anyways tomorrow i fly out of minneapolis i head to nashville to start essentially a two months uh of being on the road non-stop about a month ago i was thinking about the fact that I've been really getting burnt out with social media lately. I think social media can be a really uh, beneficial, positive thing in connecting with other people. The problem is for me, a lot of times if I'm not intentional with it, if I spend a lot of time on social media, especially while I'm on the road, it makes me feel super isolated from the rest of the world. Which is weird. I don't know if you ever. I've 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 talked with a ton of people that feel the same way. Mm. Where you, it's this thing that ta- we it's never never before in the history of the world has been easier to connect with people that you care about and stay in touch. But the problem is, for me, social media oftentimes leads to this feeling of. Uh, almost artificial connectedness. I will maybe see a friend of mine posting on Instagram and just, it gives me this artificial sense that we connected Mm -hmm. and I know what's going on in their lives and how they're doing, but I actually know nothing about what's going on in their lives. Yeah. Uh, And so all of a sudden I'll be talking with someone and run into them and I'll suddenly realize, man, I've never seen you. I haven't seen you in like a year, Uh, but I know everything that you've been up to lately because it's on social media. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about social media. I was thinking about touring, what that looks like and the I don't know, the cringiness, I think, of a of like an Instagram page getting too facey. I think I've heard it called before, where it's just like your entire page is just pictures oh, of you. Yeah. Uh like pseudo selfies or I don't know. It just it's uh I just am what I'm not interested in that. I don't I'm yes. not you know you know what I'm talking There's, about? I think a lot of I'm sure a lot of anybody does it, but definitely a lot of celebrities do it. And I actually thought about this maybe a week ago because 
someone had posted like a serious picture of them, of their face while they were in the backseat of a car or something. And then I read the body of it and it was, you know, so grateful for the firefighters out in California, blah, blah, blah. Like, then why did you just post a picture of yourself making a sad face in the car? Yes. What is the like correlation? Yes. I, it, it totally. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's very silly to me that this yeah. doesn't make any sense anyway. Yeah, and I get really just, I get really in a negative place. If I spend too much, I know I've said this on some of the other intros, but if I spend too much time on social media just like mindlessly scrolling, uh, that puts me in a really negative personal yeah. space. There's probably research that's been done to confirm that. Oh, there's tons of research that's been but done. But now. But what? Are you trying to transition me? And- <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, we you get know. it. It's a you're drain. Saying, well, I know. I know. It is a drain. And, uh, and okay, shallow and fake and all that. I know. And there's this. Uh, there's. No, don't and. Don't and me. This is in the comedy sketch. Uh, <laughs> no, I am just I'm saying that when also in addition to what you're saying, when you are touring with music, when you're traveling, uh a lot there's a lot of downtime and there's a ton of man, I've really noticed over the past uh 8 years specifically of doing music for a living that uh people just being on their phones non-intentionally has been just skyrocketing. There's a really magical, th- I'll, I'll keep this quick. There's a really magical thing that happens after you play a concert. And uh, it's the, it, and it's, I don't have a word for it. It's the post show. It's, you must be like buzzing, sort of. Yes. When you play a show, you're on stage, you've exerted a ton of energy. Oftentimes it's like a workout. If you're doing a rock show, you're sweaty. You had this magical experience between you and other people creating music, yourself and the audience, and you are buzzing. That's a perfect word for it. You come off stage, you're buzzing. Uh, You shared this moment with maybe five or six other people on stage. You walk off and then you go in the green room. And for years, what would happen is you would have this post-show hang, whether you are tearing down uh, and loading up your gear to head out to the next place, or you've got time to hang out with the band and someone else is loading your gear and you're just hanging out in the green room. There, It's like this electricity in the air and you're there and you're present with other people. But now, because of social media, that moment has gotten shorter and shorter because a lot of times people go in the green room and what would happen back in the day is when social media first came out is you'd go hang out in the room, it'd be great, and then you'd load up, you'd get in the van, and you'd be, you'd be leaving as a band from the venue, and all of a sudden, if you looked in the back of the van, people's faces had a blue light on them as they are mm-hmm. looking on social media for pictures that people may have taken and posted online of the show. Can I find a picture of myself oh, to gosh. post? Yes. This is why I think it's really cool that I'm talking about this right now because someone who I think does it really well about posting themselves, uh, posting about themselves and doing it in a really artistic, fun way is Corey Wong. I think he does it really well. There's this necessary amount of needing to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And I think he's doing it in a really cool way. I love actually watching his post and he doesn't take himself too seriously. He's lighthearted about it. He's hilarious. Um, but that time of sitting in the van and looking for picture, using social media, to find pictures of yourself that people posted, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, now as the years have gone by, that time now I've started seeing in the green room. So people get off stage and pull out the phones instantly. So my big th- and looking for pictures of themselves, waiting throughout. Uh, so I don't know. My thing lately has been to really be intentional about that time post show, and even more than that. I want to see what would happen if I could use social media over the next couple months of being on tour, not to just post about what I'm doing, trying to convince people to come to shows. I know that's a necessary thing, uh, but what a question started seeping into my mind. What would, it ha- what would happen if I used social media com- purely with the intention of connecting with people in person? Is that possible? I don't know if it's possible. I don't know what this is going to look like, but it's an experiment that's going to happen over the next couple months. So what I've decided to do is I've made a page on my website. So if you go to therobmorgan.com slash let's cheers, the schedule is right there. I'm going to intentionally try to connect with, meet up with as many of you 
as possible. If I'm going to be anywhere near you, if you live in an in-between area of some of the shows that I may be playing and you think we're going to be driving through your city, mm. hit me up on Instagram. If you're there on on all social media, I'm at the Rob Morgan. or you can just call the podcast hotline. The number is in the show notes below. Leave a message or you can text the podcast hotline or you can even just email me. My email at the podcast is rob at the curiouspod.com. Uh, and I would love to hear from you. I really hope that you have at least three encounters at a truck stop. <laughs> like with truck stop guys? Sure. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> listeners of the podcast. <laughs> Why don't you come in my my big my big truck and we can cheers in the back if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you are a trucker that's been listening to this podcast. Actually, I was going to say don't reach out to me after that joke, but I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I would be fascinated. I think that'd be a fascinating conversation to have a conversation with a trucker. Okay, this has gone on way too long. This is a bit more than I signed up for. This conversation with Corey and Kevin was a freaking blast. Let me, let me set up. Let me paint a picture of this conversation. The day before we flew out to Amsterdam a few weeks back, I had a session at the Drum Farm Studios uh, with a friend of mine, John, and on that session was my friend, Corey Wong, who's also been a guest on this podcast. If you want to listen to my conversation with him, I'll put a link to that in the show notes below. Uh, and someone else that I've, I've met, Kevin, in person in the cities. He is a crushing Hovey. He is, first of all, the nicest dude mm. and a crushing keys playist. What the hell? Keys placed? <laughs> I think I said keys playist. <laughs> uh, oh Kevin God. is a crush. <laughs> Once again, I'm... A playist of the keys, if you will. <laughs> Do you mind playist for us dust? <laughs> I'm dying. All right, hold on. Strider's getting... Strider, get out of here. <laughs> uh, it should be a playist. Yeah. He, like you were thinking pianist, maybe? Uh, oh, Kevin, you are the greatest keys playist. <laughs> uh, no, player he's a great he's a great keys player freaking brilliant these guys are just unreal musicians play for a ton of people kevin is rocking it every week at bunkers he's with the dr mambo's combo oh i didn't know that among playing and touring with countless other people Corey is in the band Wolfpack, and not only with that, he has been releasing tunes under his own name project, Corey Wong. I real I heard that those two were both going to be on the session in Wisconsin, which is about uh, an hour, a little over an hour, maybe an hour and a half drive from our place here in South Minneapolis. And I, I reached out to him and said, hey, Kevin, Corey, what if we did this? What if we got together and we carpooled to this session? I will drive. Let's load up in the Volvo. Uh, I'll put some cameras in there. I'll put the microphones in there. And let's do, on the drive, a road trip podcast episode. I have no idea what we'll talk about, but it's going to be a blast either way. Both of them were unanimously, hell yes, let's do it. I'm way in. So... Let's just dive into the conversation. Uh, this is my road trip conversation with my friends, Corey Wong and Kevin Gastonway. It's like the best last name ever. Gastonway? Yeah, it just feels like epic. Hell yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. But I'm into it. Is this... Oh, yeah, we got three... Dude, you're <laughs> yeah. three channels? We're doing it. Oh, yeah. We got three channels, Sick, man. dude. All right. Listen, we, just, because, just because we're recording this while driving does not mean we're going... Uh, oh, yeah. We're going low budget here. We're going high fidelity. I like that. Uh, Corey, get the windshield and everything. They got a wind... Listen, I want to hear screen. your voice. I don't need to... I don't want to hear those pops. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I feel I you, I got no time for those pops, man. <laughs> We're right. rolling. We're, We're live. live. <laughs> we live. Hey, first of all, do you guys, uh, does anybody know the exit we have to take? 45. 45. All right. Yes. It is in like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You it's know Menominee what? exit number two. Yes. If, there, if there's one thing already I could do, I wish I could have changed about this is that I wish we'd have gotten this stuff up and rolling right before we picked up Corey. So you just uh. sit in the car. 
and you're straight into a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, messed up. Just, you messed yeah, you up. messed up. <laughs> I'm turning around right <laughs> yeah, you now. Messed up. Yeah. Here's with the podcast, what I've been doing lately is I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the future of it looks like. Do, yeah. I, do I reach out to people with like specific questions and have specific conversations? Or do I just have conversations like this and just set up random maybe three of us yeah i think we're just chilling dude. i think it is uh, you can come so at us with me. questions oh, we can just talk about stuff we can ruminate on life on life or topics or music or business <laughs> let's, or let's start right here then internet do you guys listen to podcasts at all uh, i do yeah and you're yeah a lot time. what are you what are you listening to lately uh i'm listening to this nick simrod podcast right now oh, uh, yeah i haven't gotten Nick's, into that yet and uh kiefer it's yeah, this yeah, one yeah. uh and he was actually talking about the exact same thing, which is like, what should I, should I, should this be a formal thing or should I, should it just be kind of whatever? Yeah. And, uh, th- he's sticking with whatever and it's always, he always gets interesting stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be a formal. I think we will, we will get to stuff, <laughs> you know, the, either yeah. way, either way you plan it or not, you know? Yeah. Um, I, and that's kind of what he's doing. And is it, it a one-on-one long format? Yep. Long, thing? yep. And okay. I think he edits, you know, edits it and it's, yeah. They come across interesting stuff. Um, but he was talking about that exact same thing. Like, I don't know. This is like my third one. And do you know Nick Simrod? He's keyboard player for... Uh, I don't. Um, Corey Henry and the Funk Apostles. Oh, yeah. I saw him with Noah. That's where I met him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's doing the same thing. And it's, it's just kind of open. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, so far, it's been really, really tight. I know. I wonder if it is my... I don't. I wonder what it is. I wonder where that comes from. The need to like constantly. I'm constantly trying defining things. Okay, I got to figure out what's this look like. What's my sound? What's the? Uh... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's natural. Okay, here's the thought. With the, uh, am I Corey Wong? Am I pronouncing that band right? Corey Wong. Yeah. Uh, with that project, are you open to kind of? Was it? Did you have something in your idea in your head specifically, like stylistically, that you were wanting to go for, or were you just like, let's let's get the guys together and let's write and just see what happens? Like, where's the balance? Um, I think you can like, you can hear me honing it in throughout my discography, at thus thus far. Yes, and I think, like me as a player, I've been. I don't think I was actually honing in my voice until like. Really, I guess until I turned thirty, just kind of weird. Yeah. It took me a long time to realize, like, yo, I better get my own thing together, like my own sound, my own thing. Which, you know, uh, I is, I say that to be an encouragement for those who are like twenty-two and like I don't have my sound yet. It's like, man, I wasn't even aware that I should have my sound when yeah. I was twenty-two. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know. So Dude, I when I'm I started a late bloomer with that like that too yeah like I just and, and not to call you that musically but for me I was like even I think it was like even personally with my sure uh, granted like mine was in, mine was in front of me kind of the whole time yeah it just took some friends and and like trusted associates <laughs> or whatever <laughs> to be like hey that's uh yeah. that's your thing yeah. it's like oh. Uh, three or four Instagram uh, story uh, surveys later. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's how you get all real answers. Yeah. <laughs> all meaningful answers. Yeah. I'm trying to figure Couple out comment style. threads later, and uh, yeah, I found out what I was style. bad at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First step: uh, <laughs> read internet comments. Yes. <laughs> How to get better. Yeah, that's How to so get better, funny. right? Take uh, all take, internet comments. Put it all in the one. <laughs> <laughs> take all their advice. They're always right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's only going to lead to perfection. It makes sense if you can just dial out everything wrong yeah. with your music. Yeah. Listen, listen to all the haters, man. Yes. <laughs> that's so good. Okay. I am I am curious about that then. How did you, like, what did that process look like for you of when it came to uh, figure out your own style like what kind of questions were you asking yourself or asking other people uh, I think more than anything what and and even with your initial question of like what am I going for what's the sound what's the feel that sort of thing uh, fun music that brings joy to people and myself you know that's the north star that guides all of the stuff that I'm doing and when Hell, I'm writing music yes. it's like how is this something 
you know, even when sometimes I write something serious, how can it be something that in some way feels uplifting or encouraging? Uh, you know, and, and even sometimes, you know, obviously it's not like I'm always in that emotional state or whatever, but I think for my music, there's a lot of that as like what I feel like I've been called to do in my music is, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have this fun, energetic, joy bringing music, you know, like what, what will, what will bring joy to people? And that kind of comes across hopefully in the way that I sound and play on my instrument, but also the music that I write and produce. Yeah. That's kind of the North star. Man. And as far as like the, love the that. nuances and the, the small things of how it, it manifests in my playing, it was just like, oh, this is the tone that feels most like me. This is what feels like my voice. Or, oh, this is the stuff that I play that people are like, wow, how did you do that? Or like, whoa, yeah. that's cool. That sounds so you. Yeah. And sometimes I would practice and practice things that are super hard or really difficult to play. And I still do because I want to get better. Tech, I want to be technically proficient. But the stuff that seems to connect most with people is the stuff that was just really natural in my playing. People are like, whoa, that's that's awesome. Yes. That's so cool. It's like, oh, like the really? Stuff you actually took for, yeah. take for granted? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's yeah. actually Thank really, God. That's <laughs> really easy for me to do. Or like, right. that's just what comes oh, natural to me. Yes. Yeah, right. Imagine that. The yeah, thing that right. comes cool. natural and that feels so like at home is the thing that people connect with. And it's like, okay, that just must be part of who I am and what my voice is on the instrument. And yeah, you know, like, yeah, thank God, because that way yeah. I don't have to sit around right. and practice sweep arpeggios all day. <laughs> right. Because that sucks. It's that's easy. hard yeah. for me to do. <laughs> like, for some cats, that's, like, their thing. Right. Yes. And it's cool, but I don't really connect with it on my own thing. Yeah. Uh, there's certain things where it's... Yeah, I think it's, it's easy to assume that you're not good enough and that you don't have it, you know, and mm. then take, take like... Uh, you know, actually, it's you might have you might have it all. All like everybody might have it. You know, it's just realizing that. Oh, just being myself is is, is really what people want. Um, it's pretty convenient. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you uh, if you have the if you can get your voice if you can play. You know. Yeah. I and I think the only two caveats to that are one making sure that you're not just resting on like, right. oh, I don't need to work. This is just no, like me, just, yeah. you know, like oh, yeah. getting lazy about it. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. not doing that. But then also understanding, keep putting your, your voice and your thing on a dial and understanding how much of that to bring to the table in every scenario. You know, oh, like, like how much to dial that in? That's yeah, a, like that's a pro tip. When I'm Whoa, when I'm right. playing in the Corey Wong band, right. I can dial that sucker all the way up. Yep. Even <laughs> you, know, you know, even when you maybe you know. <laughs> but then when it's like yeah, but but <laughs> even sometimes in there it's like I don't know. This doesn't need to be so me. This can just kind of be a little more towards whatever. And then yeah. like when I play with Wolfpack, I dial it back a little bit. You know. Because it's like that I need to fit in the whole of the band, you know, and, and it's not a Corey Wong focused project, you know, right. as a yeah. part of the band. It's like you got to fit in and, and and only exert so much of yourself uh. into it. And then when it's like you're just playing on a session, they might not care that it's me there. They just need somebody to play guitar parts that fit the song and that that enhance the hooks and like bring the vibe they want. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. I love doing that. Right. But it's that's that's part of the thing is is putting putting your voice on a dial and understanding how much to put into it and then also not just getting lazy with it where like, oh, my thing is my thing and like I'm just going to play the way I play. I don't need right. to practice. It's like, well, eventually you're going to lose your technical proficiency and you're just going to sound like a bad version of you. Like why not <laughs> Sound. Yeah. That's actually super oh, yeah. heavy. Yeah, that's Absolutely. really good. Absolutely. That's really good. Yep. Oh man, that's that's really interesting. Because then it makes me think that at all times your your goal is just to continue to be a better and better version of yourself. Yeah, you gotta you it's, gotta keep yourself in check. Yeah. You yeah. gotta you gotta be aware yeah. of that. I mean, that's that's uh, every day. I mean, that's yeah. that's every every time you're on stage. You know, like I think about that uh, 
just with time and rhythm and stuff. Okay. I, I, I'm playing. Like here we go. I'm playing. Uh, say with the combo. You know. Yeah. Here I am playing uh, sweet thing again. Yes. But uh, am I like relaxing before every beat when I play on the one? You know, like with chords. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, am I am I am I focused on my time right now? Am I am I keeping myself in check? Now, if I didn't care, I could play through that tune or any, any of those tunes with uh, pretty. You know, I can. I, I, it could pass, but yeah. it's like, do I? I mean, no one's really holding me accountable necessarily on a gig, on that gig, um, most of the time. Well, Michael unless, Bland unless will Michael's definitely there. let you know. <laughs> Michael, yeah, <laughs> He'll yeah, definitely oh, yeah, let you oh, know. Yeah. Will, will he call you out? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. He can't wait you to know, call Michael, you out. Right? He can't yeah. wait to call you out. I've never played live with him before. <laughs> oh, it's great because oh, yeah. he, you know, he calls you out. You know, yeah. I'm like yeah, Michael. Yeah. I appreciate that. No one, people don't call me out enough. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, say he's not on the gig, he's not playing that night. You know, it's like. You know, it's nice to have someone keep you in check, uh, but if, if someone's not keeping you in check, you got to be the one keeping, you know, doing that for yourself. Yes. And it's just like, well, you know, like, um, and that's a thing, that's a discipline, you know, that is, is a, you, I don't know if I'll ever, it'll, it'll ever. Um, the discipline of keeping you, yourself Keeping in yourself check. in check and yeah. just focusing on, on yourself. And, and it's, uh, it's a discipline because it's not like you just get good at it. You know, <laughs> and you just, keeping yourself. Yeah. I have to constantly remind myself, almost like all the time. So yeah. Especially on the road with uh, with Corey, we're playing a lot of the same songs, you know. And we're here, we, here we are again, you know. And it's like, all right, uh, can I play this? Most of the time for me, is it's just playing in time, like ryth- rhythmically, and just making sure it feels good, you know. And yeah. Focusing on that, and ho- hopefully, the more I do that, and the better, the easier it'll, you know, uh, it'll all get better. My worst will get better, and my, yes. my you know. Okay, because that's what I was wondering. Is there, like, a, is it just an intentionality thing? Or are there things you do or, like, I don't know, habits or disciplines you do to keep yourself in check? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, for me, it's, uh, well, I mean, maybe it's like, hey, let's not drink a ton before we play. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a good one. You know, that, that seems to work, at yeah. least. Um, it's crazy. I have never been on a gig where people have sounded better because they've drank. <laughs> right. I, I on the road have a had a have a have kind One of drink. like a, a no drinking policy before the gig. It's like if you want to have a beer with dinner, cool. But yeah, I like I like when cats are mentally sharp. Yes, and myself as well. Yeah, you know, like I I don't like. Whatever, like I'm fine if, if people want to hang and party and whatever, but we have never sounded better when we've been drinking. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that has never once lined up. Oh, so man. that See, it's it's lined up for me once uh, before. Oh, and, okay. Did you the listen back? Bit, yes, I did. Okay, so check this out. <laughs> How much were you drinking? <laughs> a lot. All right, oh, man. Yes. Uh, a, a ton. Okay, so, right. here, so here's the deal. I was playing with. Because I, I have the same rule. I have even there's a no drink before uh, gigs, uh, be, just for the same reason. Because I just can't afford to be dulling the senses that I I have. We I was in, we were playing. I was playing with Dan Rodriguez mm-hmm. uh, in Fargo, and it was it was. I want to say four years It's a years perfect way ago. to set up a drinking story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, North Dakota. Yeah, we go. North Dakota. Of course. And that, Dead winner. Yes. <laughs> and th- so we were there and 40 below. <laughs> played in a restaurant slash venue slash bar that had a hotel connected to it above oh, it. So yeah. we, and they put us up. So we were sleeping upstairs. And it was one of those Oof. things. We were playing late into the evening. And they said, all your food and all your drinks are comped on us. Oof. Uh, and you're playing background music. <laughs> Oof, right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, and then just leave your gear, and you, as long as you pick it up before we open at noon tomorrow, you can just not have to worry about <laughs> Don't it. Don't even have to tear it down. <laughs> so, just, so essentially right there, they you up. in that yeah, they're setting you up. <laughs> see in the morning is what we say to them. No, uh, so the so I, had, I was going through this phase uh, because after traveling with Jasper Nephew, he got me in this habit of just setting up a GoPro, just on even side stage, even if it's crappy, just to have footage. Yeah, even so good I, just, idea. I have tons of like this footage, and I have we played three sets that night, and the very first set, we hadn't drank anything, and it it felt good, it felt normal. The second set where we had a few more few drinks on us, yeah, uh, it felt killer. 
Third set, the sloppiest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it just is like the worst. <laughs> you gotta you gotta, that, gotta get that balance, man. You gotta learn when to stop. Oh, it was so bad. Oh, man. But that's where I was like, is there the sweet spot? This, we, I, I feel like in that in that situation, we found a little sweet spot. Yeah, I think... Uh, um, I don't think music is, is, is played well when you're inside your head, basically. All right? Yeah. And I think sometimes alcohol like what it gets you out of your head and it makes you relax you know i mean like that, that there's you know like after one beer sometimes i feel a lot better if i'm just something to get me out of my head you know i i want to be feeling i want to be in the moment and i, I want to i don't want to be thinking you know what i mean so it's you know um i think that's a common thing with alcohol but you just got to learn when to stop you know <laughs> yeah. yeah you know you have to be aware and yeah but i'm with you i have a no drink um, unless it's like one or something yeah. like that. I, yeah. just, I don't want to be... Yeah, yeah. You don't want to sacrifice me, your, your, your yeah. motor skills, you know? I, ne- I just never want to be feeling it. Sometimes, though, it's like, yeah. my The only times I've seen somebody, it's like, all right, the few examples I have of this, the one variable was an outside substance. And it's like, we're playing tunes. We've played these tunes dozens of times, and they've gone great. You never did a 64th note triplet fill into the bridge until all of a sudden you got a few drinks in you. Why did you think it was a good idea to do a 64th note triplet fill into the bridge? What what, what makes you think that that's the appropriate move? What makes you think that that's like what the artist or the audience wants to hear? (laughs) It's like, okay. There's a conversation happening in your head yeah. that convinced you this moment needed to be elevated with Well, that. I think it's just like, <laughs> hey, I can do this thing, so I'm going to show people that I can do this thing. It's oh, like, uh, Yeah, I guess alcohol doesn't help with decision-making, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah. that. <laughs> well, yeah. When you, when you get, you know, really drunk, you kind of think that you're, uh, you don't, you're not accountable anymore. You're like, you have an excuse to do uh, the things that you actually wanted to do. And uh, like, well, I was drunk. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sorry, That's I was. Dr- you know, it's yeah. like, no, you actually just really wanted to do that, and now you just felt like you had an excuse to do it. Yeah. Or like, yeah, or and then you like, that liquid courage kind of stuff, you know. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, like if if you're dealing with that kind of thing, you're probably too drunk on the gig, you know. Yeah. If <laughs> if it's yeah, then it's know. like all right, time to dial it back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Too late. That's the problem. <laughs> Shit. Been, those, Where's that anti liquor? Triplets have already been loosed into the universe. <laughs> right. You're not right. Those back. Yeah. Dude. Okay. You were you you mentioned the 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 crazy uh, triplet fill. <laughs> and I'm wondering. I'm I'm curious when you're out. It was just one example. That, that <laughs> which, whoa, 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 which, which gig was that? Yeah, was, <laughs> Did you yeah. have a GoPro? I want to see. We don't gotta say names uh, or anything, but uh, you know, I mean, at least I don't need to hear yeah. a name. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't need to hear a name because I already. <laughs> uh, I feel like sharing that with everybody else. Oh, that's so good. The uh, okay. The, the the courage to do something just goofy and out there like that uh, is what I'm I'm curious about the vibe when you're playing with something like Wolfpack like that from the outside just looks like it just seems like it's so fun and almost I don't want to say everything anything goes but it kind of seems from the outside like an anything goes like just we're gonna have fun with it musically is that a gig where you could throw down like that it maybe it maybe Crazy feels triplet. like that from the outside. It definitely is fun. It's like one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. Every time we do it, it's just like because we play together so infrequently and we're not like out on the road all the time, it's always like a reunion when we get together. It's kind of what it feels like. And you know, we're most of us are flying in from different cities the night before the gig. Sometimes we don't get a chance to see all of each other and and that sort of thing. So then like on the day of the gig, it's just hugs all around. And, yes. you know, there's so much with all of us being very active in what we do outside of the band. There's so much to talk about and so much exciting. Like, oh, dude, I saw that video you did of this. Oh, like, oh, I saw that show that you did here or like 
dude, you were on the cover of Bass Player Magazine. That's insane. You know, there's so yes. much like fun stuff to talk about that like there's such a fun energy and a fun vibe and we're all very close friends and it's like super fun. As far as the everything goes thing, it's not really that case at all because I just, I mean like, uh, every 64th note triplet fill you can, you can fit in. So everybody's, <laughs> everybody in that band just seems so tasteful. There's like a sure. lot of trust. It's like, Oh yeah. If that's fun for you to play, go for it. Yeah. So I mean it in like a negative way necessarily or, yeah, no, I think it, it, it has to be, no, totally. It, everybody is aware of their role in the band, on the stage. It's like if Antoine is singing a verse, there is like literally a verse guitar part and a verse bass part. And if you watch live videos of us playing 1612, you could probably play, I think, Joe Dart and I, note for note, play that the exact same every time. It doesn't mean that we bring any less energy any other time. Uh, other than like the bass breakdown, sometimes Joe does a little different thing. A little but flourish. It, it's, it's parts. A lot yeah. of that, a lot of that music is parts, and it's just parts that we've made that feel really fun, fun to play, yeah. and that are awesome to to play. Like. Um, Oh, that's when we cool. do Disco Ulysses live, I have a specific part. I do not deviate. When we play Animal Spirits, I play literally the exact same thing every time. And that's probably most tunes. And for some people that might sound boring, but no, it's actually really fun. And I don't mind it at all. Um, Granted, maybe if we played 200 shows a year, we'd get tired of that and whatever. But there are chances that we can stretch out. Like certain tunes, there's spots that it, there's jumping points built in, you know. And because a lot of the tunes are songs, there's less of those than like on a Corey Wong gig. It's an instrumental-led thing where there's a lot more jumping points where it's more jamming. And that you know, or, or just open sections where it's like, Kevin's going to take the lead on this thing. We're going to follow him or it's, yeah. I'm taking a solo here. This is, this is where I'm going to start. Just let's take it on a journey from here. Yeah. And there's less of the, there's less of that with Wolfpack, but it doesn't mean that it's any less fun. And right. it's just a different thing. I wonder if yes. you guys played a lot more, if it, if it would turn into that, you know, or there'd be more of that if you guys we're touring non like con like the way we are yeah you know yeah i don't know i mean i think also the material um either lends or doesn't lend itself to that and i think um we are a, like when we go out on the road with Corey wong we're very jam like we jam a lot yeah you know but i am very intentional that i don't want things to go on for 20 minutes right because I don't feel like the songs that I've written necessitate 18 minutes of, you know, <laughs> yeah. E-Mixolydian. Right. Yeah. It's right. like, all right. Oh, like, yeah. oh, we get it. Yeah. Let's like, at least uh, get a uh, modulation in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least a couple <laughs> modulations. <laughs> Anything to get Kevin out of the key of yeah. E. He's oh, a fan God. for <laughs> Yeah, man. Come on. <laughs> Us guitar players. I we know. Like to <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Get off a Corey Wong gig. I'm just like, let's play anything but E, A, and G. <laughs> like seriously, uh, <laughs> Corey's like, yeah, you're you're detuning the MIDI on your keyboard just to every song. Yeah, every night like, just to yeah, exactly. Variation. Yeah, I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing all twelve keys tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So like for for my music, it's it's very, it's it's way more on the jam spectrum, jazz jam yeah. spectrum than on the pop spectrum. Wolfpack is much more on the pop spectrum, but leans jam because we do have some improvised things built in and there is some of those like some of the stuff is kind of dressed up in jam clothes mm. like some of the tones and sounds all the like real instruments yeah, classic. and yes. yeah. classic sounds yep. and some of the types of grooves that we do so I understand why dressed up in jam clothes 
That is so good. <laughs> oh yes, that's one hundred percent on right there. Yeah, yeah. Like and any, I, you can dress up a song in different types of clothing. I think that's a Rector uh, analogy. Oh really? Yeah, he talks a lot about that sort of thing, like how to. Uh, there's like certain songs. Some like he talks that way about when you know a song is really good because you can dress up a song in whatever kind of clothes that you want and it'll still be an amazing song. That's and cool. that's what holds yeah, up. That's cool. And that's why like he's that. like, songs are key. Songs are king. Theo yes. from Wolfpack is the same way. He's a song guy. Songs are key. And it's similar to like, you know, you find a supermodel and you dress them up in any clothes, they're still going to be really good looking. Right. They're just going to yes. look amazing. Yeah. Because they look amazing, you know? Male or female or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know. We were just talking about that uh, before we picked you up about uh, you, you're playing. About supermodels? Male or female. Just being about the song and oh, yeah. how, cool, uh, how cool it is when you can play a tune by like a duo or with a yeah. full band and, or just one, one instrument and it sounds killer. Yeah. Okay, but here, here's a question for you guys. I feel like that is... It's all about the song, right? Like it, it's all about it's all about the song. A good song is what matters, and I, I feel like, in in most scenarios, yes. And I'll we'll come back to the other side of that in a second. Okay, because yeah. I want to because I want that's actually what I'm yeah. kind of going to because I'm wondering. I feel like no one's going to argue with that. Like every yeah, totally. you want a good song. What like in your opinion, what are things that pull away from a good song? Like what are what are ways you've seen where? Um, the song is actually being hurt. Oh, does that make sense? Because I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to wonder like the opposite. Because I feel like it's so easy to say it's all about the song. And I say that all the time. Like it's all about a good song. And I feel like nobody sets out to write a shitty song. Yeah, but I yeah, that's that's totally you know true. I mean? Yeah, exactly. But like, so I'm wondering like, what are the things that also nobody nobody sets out to make a bad speech, but the way that you communicate has a lot to do with how something translates and how people connect with it. So I think the same thing goes with songs. If you try to put too many messages in a convoluted way, lyrically or musically, it's not going to hold up. It's going to be like, I don't really remember anything that happened there. There are certain bands... Well, I'm not going to go there. There are... (laughs) Some people try to throw way too much stuff into a composition where it's like, I actually don't remember a single melody. Yes. Right. That you played. They were good melodies. I remember when they were happening that I was liking them. Yeah. But there's just so much that's happening. Like, I I, I don't remember anything you said. Or reading a story, it's a similar thing to a story in lyrics or or something that you're trying to say. Just give me the message in its purest form and... And that sort of thing. So that's where the message gets convoluted. Man, I, I don't know. I, dude, I okay. That's, that's really good. good. That's, that's good. really good. Because I, I love that analogy between between talking and a song too, like your speech. Because that is actually something I've thought a ton about listening back on the podcast and just doing this in a talking format and realize I'm total shit naturally at being concise. About, sure. And you're talking about well, like, in this what's format the, too. Of us, we're just kind of hanging oh, out, yeah. talking. I'm, but uh, no, in, I'm being convoluted in my answer about oh, not being convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I, because of this, I've realized in everyday life the need, and I'm not not that we, not saying that we need to be anything different because I, I, I love this. I don't think there's any convolution in this right now. But in the sense of having an idea or a question, like I even just asked you, how do you distill? whatever it is you're trying to say into the purest, clearest way possible. Maybe it seems like it comes naturally for some people, but I think the older I'm getting, I'm realizing nothing, very rarely do any skills just come naturally without working on it. Totally. And so right. I, I just like that thought of how can you distill the song into its most yeah. pure form. And how do you get the, the most mileage out of, out of an idea without overdoing it? Right. Yeah. You know, and and actually for me, what I've done recently and what some people are down with and some people will leave nasty comments on the threads, 
<laughs> or forums is in, in sometimes right recycling a, a melodic idea or recycling a, mm, okay. an idea. Like, you know, like I have this tune from my first EP called Starks and Ewing. And there's just a lot of musical ideas in there. And I feel like it, it, I didn't quite hone the form. I didn't quite nail setting up the melodies in a way that needed to be set up. So a couple of the things was like, ah, I want to take these and I want to mine this further down. And I kind of reworked some of it and, and uh, recycled one of the parts for this tune on my latest record, this tune called Frogville. And I feel like I, I got the composition much better now. Okay. And for some people, what, there hasn't been a precedent at this point of reusing melodies or motifs in songs from record to record. Mm. Um, Jack from Wolfpack thought it would be a good idea to put the back pocket clarinet solo on Mr. Finish Line like three times, and I think it's awesome. <laughs> but some people were, there was a lot of controversy. Yeah, there's some really? controversy. Oh, oh, yeah. I think it's fun. Oh, yeah. And I think it's funny. clearly <laughs> by the end of the record, you realize there's some satire. Yeah. But, oh, I but, love. But the that. other thing is. Oh. You gonna tell Salvador Dali that he can't use a melting clock more than once? Yeah. You gonna tell, you know, right. a, a bunch of these artists that they can't reuse some of the same motifs or ideas? You're gonna tell Monet that he can't paint the Japanese gardens more than once, yet there are hundreds of those paintings out there? Right. Like, how many hundreds of paintings of, of his gardens uh, are there? Yes. You know, so for me, it's the next I ex think next, next exit. Next oh, really? exit is Already? us. Yeah. Holy crap! Oh yeah, we're flying. This is the best idea ever. <laughs> yeah, it's fixed. Yeah, this has gone by. But I think wow. uh, recycling some melodies is a good thing because you Hell put them in different contexts, yes. you give them different things, and I am down to explore that right now. So I've been starting to do some of that, and I think nice. that's cool. You know. It's your it's your own stuff. I yeah, mean, it's not like you can do whatever. Where do these rules come, come from? Yeah. You can't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I get it. Like, it, it would be one thing if if you're singing the same chorus. I don't know. No, it actually not even that. If you have different verses that tell a different story, if you're Bob Dylan and you got a great chorus, and but you got a few other verses you want to of, of story you want to talk about something how it's relating to you ten years after the original song came out. Cool. I'm down to hear it. You yeah. know, and and I think. That's a fun way to explore our art and also to further the point of mining the song to its purest form. Yeah. Hey, man, if you've had, if you've written five songs total and you're recycling all those ideas, maybe. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you've yeah. got like, I don't know, what, six records or something now? Or what, like, how many, you know, <laughs> like, uh, how many tracks do you have? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, I think it's fair game. You've written enough other stuff. <laughs> where it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not like I'm recycling everything. It's just no. like, oh, I'm taking a piece of this. Right. And I'm it's putting it stuff, over here. man. Re reinvent, you know. It that's, is that's funny. Cool. You just, if it comes down to, like you said, this is controversy on the forums. But if it comes down to other people, you, you cannot win oh, musically yeah. totally. on the spectrum of reinvention or repetition. Like uh, the, the hardcore left side of that would be maybe of, the, of this uh, image I have in my head would be reusing lines or reusing choruses or something like that, repeating that. And then on the far opposite side is when people complain that a band put out an album that doesn't even sound like them. Oh, right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, know. Totally. Like, That's and I funny. Feel like, and I feel like as, as someone that is creating, like, like you guys are, as someone, people that are thinking of this long-term making a life of this, of creating art, like you you're constantly somewhere on that spectrum of like, Oh, I had this idea and maybe I used it before, or I've never done this before. Like we're, I feel like we're constantly trying to find that balance of what do you hold on to? What right. do you reuse? And what do yeah. you just like right. burn it all down and start over? Luckily, uh, Corey doesn't have a hit. Otherwise, <laughs> that's true. You know, so as long as we ride that wave, I think we'll <laughs> as be long all right. We keep not writing <laughs> exactly. songs. We're good. But that's what I was saying. The other side of that is like, okay, it's one thing to just write great songs and that sort of thing. But the other side of it is sometimes 
Music can just be a vibe that you're setting up. Sometimes the way that people listen to music at home is they just want to, or studying. Yeah. They just want to put something on that's going to put them in a thing. Get me in the mood. Give me in a, put me in a zone, right? Don't shove this melody down my face. I don't even want to hear a melody. You know, yeah. Just give me the oons. Like, <laughs> give me the oons. <laughs> I want to go I clubbing. I want to go party. I want the oons. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, and, and even live, sometimes that's where it's like, all right. Yep. I don't have a hit song that people have to hear every time. Uh, that has yeah, actually worked in my favor, right being a guitar-led ensemble. Right. Where people are just looking for some fun instrumental music. Yeah, it'd be great if I could write a freaking hit once in my life. Right. Right. <laughs> I think that's Great. what's also super cool about the scene that we're playing in too. Like a lot of that, the like the in the jam scene in particular, it's are, the best. Are, are I think the have the widest lens of um, ways to you know uh, styles of music and just what they can get down to. And that's, a lot of it is vibe based. You, you know, we, yeah. Break that down for me. When you say that, you mean just as the people that are in that scene because I feel like I I'm, think I'm the totally styles, on the outside of that. The styles of music that are kind of in the jam scene. Oh, that scene, are represented. It is, okay. it is so a very wide, wide lens. Yes, okay, um, now I hear what you're saying. And, and the people that go are, you know, are, they are, they don't care. Like, I mean, if you just take, you know, the Grateful Dead or any of those type of bands, they don't care if they, they want them to play them different ways. They don't want them to play it like it was on the record, you know? And There's, different tunes. People are actively... Yeah, they want different tunes. They don't want the same experience, you know, where, mm. where I think on the flip side of that, you know, and the, on the pop side where it's like played exactly the way I heard it and exactly yeah. the way I remember it. And so it's, 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 it's kind of nice uh, being in that, uh, in that scope. Kevin, where, um, how do you, where do you fall in that preference-wise? If it was all up to you, do you like the parts? I like, I the respect parts? the parts. Okay. I like the, I, I like, I mean, I like the balance. Yeah. Because uh, I think... Without the parts, sometimes it you know it just might get away from you a little bit. Um, I like the the structure, but I I love I love being in the moment, um, having uh, having fun and playful moments, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's I and I like to yeah express you know and, and that kind of thing. So I'm I'm much more. I would say if I'm on any side, it would be the uh, the free side. Um, yeah. If I was going to pick one. Yeah, but I, uh, I got much. I got mad respect for the parts, um, and uh, and that's been our you know. uh, kind of our philosophy with the Corey Wong thing. Like, yeah. Kevin has certain parts in certain songs, but then there's all these jumping points. Right. Like Kevin, definitely. I. That's no no secret. You're, you're keep going. going. Just keep yeah. going. Yeah. All right. He's he's more of the free explore thing. Okay. The cool. jam scene yeah. is the greatest scene and the greatest fan base out there because. They allow us to kind of play whatever we want as long as it's true to who we are artistically and in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like they want us to explore, which is so dope. Yeah. It's not so, like, hey, yeah. you didn't play this song. <laughs> it's like sometimes they'll show up and they're like, oh, hey, that's cool. You played that song. I, I really like that song. Yeah. But they're never like, hey, you didn't play this song. Right. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Because then we can show up at a festival like I'll do this sometimes where we'll show up at a festival I'll have a, a song that I've been working on I like to surprise the band once in a while it's like I'll just start playing and I'll look over and like you know hey figure this out I'm gonna play the A section and I'm gonna play the B section then come in yeah and just I put a lot of trust in the band that their ears are gonna be big enough to hear it and that their taste is gonna be enough to know what I might be looking for and then it's all like it's fun and we're we're open and we're oh, dude, that is we're so figuring cool. it out in the moment. Yes. Yeah. But then right from there, I go into something that's very arranged and that feels right. like so it's clearly up here. Oh, right here. Yeah. Man, I like the left. intentionality of then right after that, we're gonna go straight into a, an arranged thing. Yeah. I like to. I, I'm I'm totally I a, a yin and yang on that side of it where I want to have stuff that what feels I, very structured doing, and feels like. Yeah, you took so a you're, wide you're driving, turn. You're driving with a microphone is what you're I'm doing. I'm driving with a microphone. That's literally <laughs> what it is. I like, I like people to know that we have prepared and we care about this. And the way that I'm showing you that we really care about this yeah. is that we've arranged this and going. we've worked this yeah. up. Oh, I'm driving slow because I want, I want this Oh, you don't want to kill the I don't dogs? Want this, I, no, okay. I don't want to end this thought. <laughs> I'm oh, talking okay, about yeah, yeah. This thought that is too. amazing. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to show you that we are intentional. We care to be here. We care that... Yes. That... 
about our craft. We respect the craft and we're putting into it, but there's enough freedom to show you that we respect this moment for the moment's sake. Yes. And that this moment will only live on as what's here and it's special for those that are here. And if you weren't here, you missed it. Yeah. And, you, and that's okay. Every time you come see us, you're gonna you're gonna experience a different moment. Live music, baby. <laughs> JR, what's happening, bro? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. If there's if you guys feel around too or not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we're cutting a record in here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey Dogus! Hey Dogus!
This is Rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you to any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed to this podcast on iTunes. Also, thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you, have inspired you. Man, that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. If you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. (laughs) Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at the Rob Morgan, whatever. You, you, you know the drill. All right. Enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, <laughs> I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast or else I'd have to tell you podcasting makes me thirsty and nothing quenches a podcast thirst, whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey, Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness because it truly is made of more. That's all. All right. That's it. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I love that crap. All right. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Say the most random thing you can think of. Yell it. I got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>